I don't want to sound jaded, but I don't always find most movies or series exciting. Hmm. I just think that I feel like I've seen it all. You know, the same formula, the same narrative, the same lens. But that being said, after watching Barbie, I thought, hmm, here's something new. I felt really happy by the challenge. Not that I had done the movie. <laughs> It's not like it was my success. <laughs> But I felt proud to be a female filmmaker and a woman sharing the sisterhood mm -hmm. of being a daughter, a mother, and a friend. It's girls night every night. Not every night though. <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> so hi, why don't we talk about Barbie today? Sounds amazing. Welcome back to V Unfilter and this is episode 23. Sex, relationships, careers, and just plain life from the experience of two Latina actresses. Welcome to The Unfiltered. Hi, my name is Vanessa Tomasino. And my name is Maria Bruson. I'm so happy to be back, Maria. It was about damn time. Ah, it's been really hard. Um, a little updates before we talk about Barbie. Um, I've been very busy with life. And and the thing is, it's not busy as in like, I don't have extra jobs, although I am looking to expand or rather to go back to academia. Mm -hmm. Like I'm looking for. And I love that for you. I know. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, uh, how do I explain this? I, I love being an artist and I love being an actress, but lately I've just been feeling like I want to use a different side of my brain. Yeah. And I love, for those of you who don't know, I, I am a nerd. Sometimes I know I don't sound like one because mm -hmm. I'm very passionate and I get overly excited about subjects. And anyhow, I actually, I am a scientist and, and I enjoy researching and I enjoy reading and, and I, and I find that it comes in waves, not yeah. the reading though. I, I read all the time, mm -hmm. but it comes in waves. Uh, when I decide to do like a research project or go back to writing and publishing and, And so right now I was in my acting wave, you know, it was all about being creative again and, mm -hmm. and being in, surrounded by people and just being really passionate, you know, about on camera work. But lately I've just been thinking about going in, inside a little bit more. And it could be that the world is in such a strange place right now. Everything is like strange right now. I find that people are so upset and so sad and so insecure and and angry. We are all like vibing really low right now. And yeah. I've seen like the past few months have been so hard for me. I know mm -hmm. for you too. Yeah. And I feel like collectively we all feel like that. Yeah. And for me, the idea of being out, out there has been really challenging out there on social media yeah being there, on yeah. socials and and just even going out you know like lately I, i don't go out anymore i just don't find that i, I i'm not getting anything 
from going out and mm-hmm. I mean that I'm not saying I, I don't like spending time with my friends I spend time with you and mm-hmm. like last Friday even though we were working it was so fun it was so fun and and I like that it was very stimulating but overall like the idea of drinking and going to a bar or a party or a yeah, club is just not appealing to me right now it's not it hasn't been appealing to me for like a while now. yeah <laughs> and and so yeah so I've been going inside and and, and you know I, I have this all these goals for myself um, not a five-year plan or a 10-year plan. I talked about that with somebody else saying, that's absurd to have a five-year plan. Like, you don't know what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what I'm going to do next month. Yeah. <laughs> Which and, and I think, too, that just think about it. If you have a five-year plan, aren't you boxing yourself in the idea of, of these five years, but you're also limiting yourself to change and you're limiting yourself to the possibility of greatness of things that you haven't even imagined because you're following that one target that you set out for yourself for five years. I just think it's it's so limiting. I think it can, it can go either way. I think that it could limit your, your potential, but it can also like be a pain point in the sense that if you don't achieve your goal, then you can you can set yourself in a very dark place because you start comparing yourself yeah. to others and to your surroundings. Mm-hmm. And and then it, you can start feeling like you're a failure. So yeah. I think like five-year plans or like goals in general are, are just that. They're just goals or mm-hmm. just like, you know, um, a guide yeah. to, you know, not lose track along the way. But I think that we have to be like more open-minded when it comes to like goals and and you know the plans when you see yourself like one year five years ten years from now absolutely and and coming back to my point is i i have goals for my year you know monthly goals Mm -hmm. things like basic things like exercise eat Mm -hmm. better get to bed early um one thing that's really hard is drink water like for some reason really it's so hard for me i two things one I feel like I have to be carrying a bottle all the time and I, I forget. I mean, yeah. I get into the car and I'm like, where's my bottle? <laughs> Screw it. Three hours on the road, right? Um, and then the other is I have to go to the bathroom all yeah. the time and going to the bathroom all the time takes away from my work. You know, it's yeah. like I'm working. I'm like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. No, you know, I just feel it pulls away. The same with eating. People don't know this about me. I hate eating. Eating. And one of the reasons I hate eating is first, I don't taste anything. I'd like to say that I enjoy food. I don't. I just eat whatever. I just eat to survive. But the idea of preparing the meal just takes mm-hmm. away from my time. And then having to eat it. Oh. Hmm. I've never given much thought about it, but. Um, but you like to cook. I love to cook. And that makes me want, makes me not want to eat afterwards. Oh, really? Yeah, because, like, you're so, um, I don't know how to say it, like, in Palagada. Oh, really? You're, like, yeah, like, you've seen the whole process and you, and smelling the food and, you know, doing the prep time and the assembly and everything. It, I don't know if this is, like, I made it up or something, but my brain thinks that I already ate oh, that while, I, while I cooked. Actually, that makes sense. One, Yeah. One of my friends from Canada, her name is Alicia. She she had a birthday, by the way, this weekend. I Happy love birthday. you, Alicia. Um, she bakes. Mm-hmm. She's super fit, by the way. But she bakes. And she would go through the whole process of baking. And then she'd call me. 
She'd be like, do you want cupcakes? Do you want banana bread? Do you want whatever? And I'm like, yes. And then she wouldn't eat anything. Especially with desserts and baking. Yeah. You have to be, like, you have to try everything. So you're, like, tasting and, like, all of your senses are stimulated. Yeah. So by the time it's time to eat, you don't want to eat anymore. Oh, she wasn't making it for her. She was making it it all for me. Yeah. And then I was gaining weight happily, by the way. Uh, because I, I, I just enjoy the company, you know, mm-hmm. but anyway, so coming back to the goals and one of my goals was to come back to challenging myself. Mm-hmm. And I find that as I continue writing my PhD, I get bored because it's the same subject that I've studied for 10 years. I want to do something different. I want to study something else. So I'm looking for research jobs in different areas, you know, indigenous studies, women, women empowerment and stuff like that. So I'm very excited about the future. So that's what I've been doing. Um, that's why I've been away. Um, and the kids. And the kids. <laughs> and the relationships, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm building my relationship with my parents we talked about setting limits and, mm-hmm. and I love my parents and I'm trying to, you know, work that out, uh, for myself. And I think it's getting better with my mom. It's getting better. Um, and then relationships with partners, I'm still struggling, you know, like I, I'm reading books on how to, there's like a book called how to keep the love you find. Mm-hmm. And it talks about all your childhood traumas and it gives you exercises on, on how you can encourage a healthier relationship both people did you know that by being the best partner for your partner you're also healing yourself in being a partner of course yeah you know so it's not about what you need it's about what that other person needs and if they say something like i need physical touch like i need a hug every day and you are like like me it's like oh, I, I don't do mm-hmm. hugs you know mm-hmm. And, but if that person is important, the hugging, and then you start hugging, you realize that you actually do like hugging. Mm-hmm. It's just that you were deprived from hugging as a child. And mm-hmm. so you didn't know you needed it. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Blown away. So, <laughs> so I've been, you know, working through that and it's been going great. I feel like I'm, I'm advancing as a human being. I love that for you. Yeah. It's a process. Huh? Mm-hmm. What about you? What's your update? Well, a lot has happened, <laughs> uh, but to like to put in like few words, mm-hmm. um, me and my fiance are moving together. Nice before our wedding, like we don't really care about like traditions. Like honestly, like we're getting married anyway, so we're yeah. moving in together. We're gonna nice. start bu- building our home, and that's definitely gonna ch- gonna help my relationship with my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that you, that you touched a little bit on that with your mom and your relationship with your parents. I feel like there comes a time when you have to like recognize that it's time. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and like if you really want to save that relationship, sometimes it's up to you and, and, and you have to take action in order to save that. Like, um, I was literally so I was not excited about my wedding. I was not looking forward. I was not um, it was really it, it became to the point that I I was just panicking, just like the whole idea of a wedding was was really not it for me. Mm-hmm. And now that I, you know, I purchased my car. So like, it's like a huge, um, achievement. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, it's expensive, but it's fine. Cause now it's mine. Mm-hmm. So since it's mine, it's, it's worth more to me yes. personally. Absolutely. And we're moving in together. We're starting to like, look at apartment houses and stuff and see like what's in our budget and with work. Well, I've had, I've had like super good, um, 
gigs with brands. Um, that's like the other part of like me that I love is, Amazing. you know, makeup and skincare and mm -hmm. beauty and all that. So it's been going great for me in that sense. And with my relationship where everything's good, just like a couple, a couple bumps in the road with my family, but yeah, it's, it's normal though. It's getting better. It's normal. And, and I think that's when you learn your, learn your lessons. You don't learn from success. You don't learn from, from being, coasting your life in mm -hmm. bliss and happiness you learn from the failures and the pain and mm -hmm. so it's part of the process um you have to feel pain in order to feel joy yeah you just don't want to be neutral all the time because then that's a boring life that's a boring life for mm -hmm. sure yeah so i find that i <laughs> i i feel bored when i watch movies right now and series I, I, I happen to have this problem that I can't like focus anymore. Me neither. No, I'm, that's true. Me neither. Like, I can't focus. I, I like, I'm like, okay, I really want to watch this movie, you know, great mm -hmm. reviews. It, you know, it's the type of movies that I like. Yeah. I, I turn it on and I play the movie and five minutes and I go by and I just can't, yeah. I can't focus. I'm like, okay, I can't focus right now. I'll see it tomorrow. Then tomorrow comes, try again, nothing. Yeah. And the next day and the next day and I just can't focus. It's funny because I thought I was the only one. No, I think it's it's happening like globally. Me and my fiance were like addicted to reality trash reality TV. Sometimes like you need to de too hot to, to handle. Love yeah. is blind and all that. Mm -hmm. uh, we just I feel like it also has to do with every like the whole world right now. How everything's like so heavy. We just want to like yeah. have something light to watch. Yeah, like an easy relaxed. TV show or reality TV or whatever. And I find that even, you know, trashy reality TV shows are also helpful because I, I for some reason, they make me feel better by understanding that we're human mm -hmm. and, and we're also quirky and mm -hmm. weird. You know, I was showing my friend uh, the trailer for Jersey Shore. Yeah. Because he had never seen Jersey Shore. Oh, really? And I was like, it's a classic. You know, it's MTV. It marked a whole generation. It did. It, it really changed reality television and reality celebrities. You yeah. Know, TV celebrities. And so, so I was, and I was revisiting Jersey Shore and just watching their fights and their conversations. It wasn't about making fun of them. It was about seeing how humans react to circumstances and to the social baggage that you have. It gives you the tools to react to those circumstances. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I see it now as an experiment. You know, it's like it's really cool. Um, yeah. So I get bored <coughs> very easily. Um, and it doesn't matter how good it appears to be, I just get bored. And so the weekend came with the opening for Oppenheimer and Barbie. Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. And obviously I couldn't go the first day. Yeah, I was either. super busy. <laughs> and also it was packed. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not one of those people to go where everyone is. You're not a, like a fanatic. No, not like that. I like my space and I like to go when I feel like it. Mm -hmm. But anywho, I was going to go, you know, and Barbie. So because I saw Barbie first, mm -hmm. it blew me away. Me too. I don't know how to explain it, but I just felt seen. I felt seen. 
I felt one that I wasn't crazy. Yes. Right. Like I was like, oh shoot, <laughs> everybody feels the same. All women feel like I feel. Good. Um, but it also, as a mother, it also helped me think about my relationship with my kids. Mm-hmm. Because I think I have, I've, I've mentioned this before, I find myself thinking sometimes that I'm deficient as a mother, you know, mm-hmm. because I, it's, I think from all of the, the roles that I have in my life, that is like the most recent one. Yeah. I've, I've only been a mom for six years. You know, I've been an academic for longer and an actress for way longer. Mm-hmm. I find that being a mom is so hard. It's so damn hard. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I have nightmares of becoming this terrible mom that traumatizes my kids and, you know, having to put them through therapy. And I mean, they will eventually anyway. I was, t- I was telling mom, my mom that because my mom said to me, you know, I tried my best to raise you and I didn't know you needed so much therapy. <laughs> I'm like, mom. It's not just you. If even if you would have been a perfect mother, you I would have been. Yeah. There would have been some trauma in my life, you know. Yeah. So I told her because she takes it very personally, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially when I talk on on the podcast, I talk about therapy. She feels insulted. <laughs> she thinks she's failed as a mom. I'm like, no, no, no. Same here, right? Yeah. And I'm like, no, no. It has nothing to do. I mean, we are all humans. We we all have our our challenges, and and we're different. My mom and I are so different in so many ways, and so. So being a mom is really hard. And so when I saw Barbie and I saw all these generations of women, you know, I saw that relationship that America Ferrera had with her daughter. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I, I understood both ways. I understood how the daughter felt because that's how I feel with my mom. And I understood as a mom. As a mom, yeah. When my kids are like had enough of you, mm-hmm. you know? So, so it was amazing. I felt seen. And then I try to understand why I felt seen. Um, and I understood that it, it was all about the storytelling and the narrative that comes from innovation of women directing and writing mm-hmm. and producing, you know, it's, it's a different lens, you know, it's not the Hollywood that we're used to. No. It's not masculine. It's very feminine. And, and, and I don't even know what that means anymore, but all I'm saying is different. It's not because even if we say like, oh, that's masculine, that's feminine, blah, blah, blah. Forget that. Forget genders or the labeling of gender roles. It was just different. It was very ref- refreshing for sure. Yes. The way the music played out so that you could feel something at the exact moment the music was threaded, you know, with that beautiful Billie Eilish song. That oh, I love that song. It makes me cry haunting. every time. Every time. I, every I, time. Every I time. listen to it, I, I cry. Haunting. Haunting. That's what it is. Um, the aesthetic, the colors, the story, so much pain. Mm-hmm. You think Barbie, I mean, I'm not going to lie. When I first saw the first trailer, I said, I'm not going to see, I'm not going to watch this mm-hmm. because it looked like cotton candy and more of the same. I think that was definitely a marketing strategy for people to want to go see it. And like, mm-hmm. then they, I think that's why it has so much backlash. Mm-hmm. And I'm al- almost like 
grateful that I saw so many bad reviews on TikTok because I, I went in like expecting nothing and I came out so happy. I was like, thank God this movie came out like at like right now, mm-hmm. you know, um, forget about everything else that's happening in the world. Like right now, I feel like it's been the most transparent movie in a, in the last, I don't know, decade, maybe. Yes. No, it's, I, I think, I think Barbie has, is setting a precedent for before Barbie yeah, and after like Barbie. A, can, canon, like, well, it is, it, it is, event. it's, it's something that changes Canonic. everything that we know. And as female filmmakers, it opens the door mm-hmm. to so many more stories and opportunities to tell those stories. It's just mind blowing. Mm-hmm. After that trailer, I wasn't going to see in. Then I watched an interview with Ryan Gosling. He said that it was one of the best scripts he's ever read. Mm-hmm. And I was like, something's happening here and I need to be a part of that. And then I thought Greta directing. She's a, she's amazing. She's great. I fucking love her so much. It can't be what I think it is, you know? And indeed it wasn't. It was something completely amazing, revolutionary. It was so different and mm-hmm. innovative. And, and Ryan Gosling, I mean, amazing. Um, I had the chance to see it three times <laughs> with different people including my mom. I had to take my mom. You wanted to see the different reactions? Exactly. Oh, and also gosh. it felt different too. That's a scientist in you. Yes. Trying it out. Yes. Shining through, you yes. know, like you wanted to do like your experiment. I did. Yeah. I test did. It out. And it worked because the way people reacted was different. And so I learned something different about the movie each time mm-hmm. because of them through their eyes mm-hmm. and through their reactions with my mom. We just, we held hands watching the movie and we cried. Mm-hmm. Well, I cried. I don't know if she cried, but <laughs> I was crying. Um, it was really good. Um, the acting was amazing. Everything was. Yeah. But I do think it is very strong. It's strong. It is revolutionary. And it's not attacking anybody. It's not, atta- it's not attacking anybody. I think it's funny that people say that. It's attacking men. At any point, it's attacking men. It's attacking the system of the patriarchy. And even how that's damning to men, you know, how damaging it is to men. It's not just to women, but it's also to men. And I think that the lesson at the end of the movie of, you know, being seen, the men being seen as humans and not as men is such a good message. There's a line where one of the Kens says, we were just fighting because we didn't know who we were. Mm-hmm. And that's why humans fight because we don't know who we are. We hold on to a, a type of our subjectivity or identity and then that we think that that's what we are and then we defend that status quo Mm -hmm. but in reality you're just fighting because you don't know who you are you know you don't have the flexibility to adapt Mm -hmm. to learn um so yeah no i was blown away and i'm very happy i mean i could watch it again me too i just i i don't understand when people say they hated it like and i ask why and i always say like did we watch the same movie like some people argue that it's like literally a super femi Nazi movie. And I'm like, did you not watch like the end of the movie, how they explain that mm-hmm. neither the matriarchy or patriarchy are like extremes are not good. Doesn't work. Like it's just a balance. So I don't understand what people that hated this movie, like what did they watch? I don't understand. They watch 
their normative understanding yeah. of life being challenged mm -hmm. and they held on to the very small details of the movie that made them feel like they were being attacked. Yeah, they're just latching to, to those like small moments that are literally like sarcastic. It's supposed to be a satire. It's supposed to like, you know, like the whole Barbie like world before, you know, everything that happened. It's supposed to mimic what is the real world now yeah. and how damaging it is. Like, you know, Ken was like women in the real world. Yeah. Like it was him realizing like that he also has power. And then, you know, it's just like it's ex it's explaining how it's damaging to society in general to have mm -hmm. like extremes. Yeah. You know, in places of power, like you can't there needs to be a balance. There needs to be a balance and comedy serves as a way of opening those conversations yeah, it i mean cushions it cushions like exactly like the, mm -hmm. like the message the message yeah yeah because then people if they feel attacked they won't listen they won't hear what's being said i mean every true democracy or every democratic space should have a place for comedy um that's how mm -hmm. we uh process things better maybe? processes process the things that are happening to us how we unleash energy it's not an attack i mean there's a line where the guy says i'm a guy with no powers so the, does that make me a woman yeah. you know and as a woman i don't go like oh my god they're saying i'm i have no power yeah. that's me holding on to the mere idea of me being a woman uh just that little part of me mm -hmm. no it's a satire he is right differences in power depending on what your definition of power is then it is visible between gender performances even at work mm -hmm. you know not that one is better than the other it's just society is structured in a way that will benefit somebody at some mm -hmm. point so we're saying matriarchy is wrong the patriarchy is wrong can we all get along that's all the movie's saying yeah and putting all these characters in very vulnerable positions all of them and i don't know why people no, i do know why why people get afraid because they're touching on things that they're afraid of mm -hmm. change and being wrong, mm -hmm. being wrong and knowing that they're not that special. Because when you are challenging your status quo, it means that your it's your life is not absolute, that you may have seen some things wrong. Mm -hmm. That's scary. So I understand if you're afraid, but it was an amazing movie. I saw Oppenheimer after it was okay. I mean, it was a good movie. It was very well performed. I mean, the acting was phenomenal. The story yeah. is always difficult because you don't want to be part of a problem you know mm -hmm. uh but but i thought or i felt rather that it was more of the same the same formula for yeah, it's hollywood not something we haven't seen before exactly definitely definitely mm -hmm. yeah so i you know i saw it once that's okay i don't need to see it again mm -hmm. uh all of the actors are amazing I've, I've admired all these actors all my life so watching them perform it's even better yeah altogether so it was great but it's more of the same while Barbie really left me with this idea as a filmmaker that more can be done to tell stories that matter yeah, and matter in a different way. So I'm happy. I'm just blown away by Barbie and, and I hope more women become as daring as Greta. And she is just extraordinary. I she is feel extraordinary. Like ever since I watched the first movie mm -hmm. uh, that she directed, um, Lady Bird, Lady Bird. Yeah. I, that movie like spoke so to me good. in so many ways and Ever since I have been following her work and I, I just, I feel like every time she just reaches, like unlocks a new level of mm -hmm. genius. Like she is just so amazing. She is. And I'm happy that, I mean, I think she is the only female director that's like doing these like great things. Like, you know, 
competing against like the men giants in the industry. Well, she just proved that she can make $1 billion. I know. So like for me, Mm -hmm. for for us to see like Mm -hmm. that she is up there, Mm -hmm. like she's carving like the path for all of us. Thank you. And I just, I love to see it. I love to see it. Me too. And if you know, and Greta, if you're listening to us out (laughs) there, know that we admire you greatly and we respect you. And if you ever need some Latina actresses from Central America, you know, we're here. (laughs) No, and like, let's talk about like, it was such a bold move Mm -hmm. for her. It was, it was daring. Like it was either this could go, you know, really really good good or or really bad. Yeah. And it went $1 billion really good. Yeah. So no, super proud, proud to be a woman right now, or just a human who thinks different. Like, like America said in the movie, like, why can't we just be like, a regular Barbie, like a woman, like, like just a Barbie. Like I don't need to be ordinary a Barbie. I, I don't need to be a leader or just a mom. Yeah. Just like, just, just me, just, yeah. you know, with, with I like when she says with, with a nice top. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Can we have a nice like, top? Yeah. I, I, I love that part. Yeah. Me too. No, her speech is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So if you haven't seen Barbie, do yourself a favor. We urge watch you it. to go watch yeah. it. And like I said, don't think about your status quo, what you want to defend. Just look at it from, a new lens. Mm -hmm. This is innovative. This is different. And we're talking about the humanity of everybody, not just women, not just men, everybody. If you want to reach out to us, you can always send us a message on socials. I'm not as active anymore, but I will eventually respond. Uh, You can find Maria in 20 business days. In 20 business days. (laughs) You can find me Mm -hmm. um, on TikTok and Instagram as MF Brusol. And you can find me on TikTok and Instagram as Vanessa Tomasino, one N, one S. (laughs) Thank you, Maria. (laughs) It's so good to be back, you guys. We hope to see you soon. And if you have any questions for us, just make sure you get them our way. Take care. Bye. Bye.